BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. Hornets getting a huge W at home over the Minnesota Timberwolves, 110-108. to This one, I had a little bit of everything. Clutch performances from the Stars, big-time contributions from the bench. Hornets were down 10. They were down multiple stars. Minnesota healthy, rolling on a five-game win streak. And the Hornets just went out and flat out won the game in the second half. We'll break it down, pick our stars of the night. Also, talk about the uniforms. Maybe it's look good, play good, because Charlotte won in their debut for the new City Edition minted uniforms. We'll talk about that dynamic, as well as maybe a great gift that you can pick up at the Charlotte Hornets fan shop. That's all to come here on this edition of the HHC. And helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast. Podcast, Rob Longo. Rob, major, major win for the Hornets, 110-108. to 108. What are your top takeaways from this victory, which could inevitably end up turning the season around? Well, I hope it certainly turns the season around. I mean, the way that the Hornets played in that third quarter was really good stuff. I mean, they outscored Minnesota 39-21, to 21, and it's not the fact that they just won a game. It's the fact that they won against a team like Minnesota, who... Again, a lot of people really thought that Minnesota was going to have a really good season this year. Obviously, they have had a good season so far, but the expectations for them were really high after going out and getting a guy like Rudy Gobert, spending a lot of draft capital, trading away a lot of assets, and the Hornets were able to weather the storm against 
just an absolutely massive front court where you got guys like Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. Jaden McDaniels is not small by any means. He's listed at 6'9 as well. So that's a massive, massive front court to go up against. And the Hornets were able to do a really good job. They kept them off the glass for the most part. Even won the points in the paint battle, 60-54, to which was really impressive. And they were able to really, really clean up the glass, 55-45. to And the reason that is very notable is that for the first maybe about six minutes of the game, more like five minutes of the game, the Hornets did not have a single rebound. They either turned the ball over or they were taking the ball out of the hoop after Minnesota scored. They didn't get their first rebound until the 628 mark of the first quarter. So the fact that they were held the first handful of minutes of the game without grabbing a board and then they were able to win the glass 55-45 to is really impressive. And they also won the second chance in the offensive glass as well. They had 15 offensive boards, resulted in 14 second chance points. Now Minnesota did get 15 second chance points, but they only had 11 offensive rebounds. So those extra possessions ended up being really pivotal for the Hornets and there were a couple of them down the stretch that proved to be the difference, I thought. Echoing your thoughts on the rebounding, uh, Hornets' second half out-rebounded Minnesota 34-18. to They really doubled down on their effort on the glass and uh, ended up really winning the game there. Charlotte outscores Minnesota 39-21 to in the third quarter to flip the script. They were down 10 at halftime, entered the fourth quarter with an eight-point lead and able to hang on. In addition to the rebounding, I really thought the bench was huge. And you have to take note of what the state of the bench was. Charlotte was at, without Gordon Hayward last night. LaMelo Ball remains out. Cody Martin's out. Dennis Smith Jr.'s out. That's not just a lot of firepower that brings some veteran guys up from the bench and into the starting lineup, but puts a lot of pressure on really young players. There was no one who played off the bench for Charlotte last night who had more than three years of NBA time. Not experience, just time on a roster. Kai Jones and James Booknight both in their second season. Teo Maladon and Nick Richards are both in their third. And all of them came up and had really strong contributions, particularly in the second half. Kai Jones' career numbers across the board, plus 11 in the second half. Booknight and Richards both plus 10 in the second half. Those are huge contributions and as much as the starters did the work to kind of change the tide, change the momentum in that third quarter, Kelly Oubre, 11 of his 28 came in the third. Terry Rozier, 10 of his 22 came in the third quarter. It was the bench that came in and sustained and even pushed forward the advantage in their minutes in that third quarter uh, that really put the Hornets on the right track. Huge, huge victory here for Charlotte. Kelly Oubre also recognized, even though he was the leading scorer for the game with 28 points, those contributions from the bench. Energy, you know, energy, a good mindset, and um, pretty much just going out there and just giving it their all. I'm super proud of the development and, you know, just things aren't easy and, and great every day, you know, especially, you know, growing up in this league, you know, things are very hard when you don't have everything figured out and they're, they're figuring it out. So, um, you know, they just got to continue to work, continue to just improve and get better and be professionals. They put in some huge work last night for the Hornets, 110-108, to the final score. Anytime a game is this close, the game, the totality of it all matters, but there's always one or two individual plays that end up making the difference. And one stood out to head coach Steve Clifford afterwards. Here's what Coach Cliff had to say. I'd say also to me, for me, I just told the guys without watching the film, the biggest play of the game was, and I don't know if he gets an offensive rebound for it, was Mason's effort when we had the miss up one to keep the ball alive that led to the open three for Terry. So I thought uh, that was, for me, the biggest play.
Washington in. His pass deflected. Plumley tips it out. Goes to McDaniels. Into the corner. Rozier open. For three. Yes, sir! Terry Rozier drilling another lose. Three-point shots. His first of the night. He had been one for his last 14. And he takes it with confidence. Just a huge, huge play, and that that number there, to be one for your last 14 and have the confidence to take that kind of shot in that kind of moment, essentially to ice the game, that was huge from Terry Rozier. Big, big moment there from Buzz City, and as Coach pointed out, doesn't happen unless Mason Plumley keeps that play alive. So the Hornets get a win, 110-108. to Big performances from the starters, huge contributions from the bench. This truly could be one that turns the tide for for the Hornets. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we roll along, but coming up next, time to pick stars of the game. Hornets victorious over a very much healthy, very hot Minnesota Timberwolves team on Black Friday. 110-108 to was the final. More to come after this quick break here on the Hornets Ivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC Hornets getting a major, major win over Minnesota, 110-108. Rob, this one can't be understated. I think when the Hornets snapped their their slide with the win over Philadelphia, you can chalk up some of it to the fact that the 76ers were extremely shorthanded. No Joel Embiid, no James Harden, no Tyrese Maxey. Hornets were playing at home. They'd had multiple days rest. There's a lot of things that you can put in the excuse column for why Philadelphia didn't come up with a win. It still was a game that the Hornets had to go out there and earn. This one, all of those intangibles were flipped against the Hornets with the outside fact of it being a home game. That was in the Hornets' favor. Everything else, health, momentum, all on Minnesota's side. Minnesota's basically played their whole season with all of their stars available to them with you know very few absences. They had won five in a row. They'd been a very, very good road team. Charlotte, they were hurt. No Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo Ball. They had not been playing particularly strongly. Their offense rated last in the NBA, depending on what metric you look at. And Charlotte just went out there and took that game particularly in the second half, despite all that adversity. Truly a Herculean task, it seemed, at times, but once they got rolling, they were impossible to stop for Minnesota. Time to pick our stars of the game. Rob Longo, you get to go first. One more thing to add on the back end of what you just said, Sam, too, is that the Hornets were kind of shorthanded during the game as well because you had guys like P.J. Washington that were in foul trouble, so the bench got a little bit shorter, but the bench was able to step up. But the guy that I'm taking for my top performer today was in the starting lineup, and it was, once again, Kelly Oubre Jr. Mason Plumley to Maladon. Maladon. Over the top to Oubre for three. Yes! Kelly Oubre Jr. drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. He's up to 17 points. That was 17 points in the first half alone. He was the only player in double figures at that time for Charlotte. Finishes with 28. That is a game high. It is the eighth time now this season that Kelly has gone north of 20. Again, I feel like I pick him almost every time we have a top performer or silver linings, but he's been that good for Charlotte. I understand the shot volume is rather high, but the shot selection was good from Kelly yesterday. 10 of 21 from the field, 3 for 7 beyond the arc. 
Five free at the free throw line, six rebounds. He also had two assists. He also had two really pivotal steals, or I'm sorry, he had three really pivotal steals in that game last night as well. So the defense was turning in the offense for Tsunami as well, just the way that he was able to play. He was a plus seven in the plus minus, which was tied for a game high alongside Anthony Edwards, who had a very good game for Minnesota on the other side. And just because of what he was able to do all around yesterday was my top performer. Again, I feel like I pick him every game, but with the way that these injuries have happened with no Dennis Smith Jr. and no Gordon Hayward last night, no LaMelo Ball, of course, for the bulk of the season. He has been the guy that has stepped up and shouldered the load when it comes to scoring offensively, and he's been almost your go-to guy, especially as Terry Rozier has gone through a little bit of a cold spell as well. A lot of times, Philadelphia game is one example, there's a player who takes over in the fourth quarter and wins it for their team. I don't think that really happened last night for either side, but Kelly Oubre, I thought, for the bulk of the game, the entirety of it, was the best player on the floor. 28 points. He knocks down three threes. He was another guy who had been struggling with his three-point shot coming into that one. The only thing I could quibble with, I think, is that he went five for eight from the free throw line. Otherwise, I like the shot selection. I like the way he attacked the glass. Love the defense. Three steals. He's top 10 in the NBA in steals per game and has been a really, really strong on-ball defender for the Hornets. Even his decision-making down the stretch, having a chance to take a three and ice it from the corner and then recognizing as he was about to leap that, hey, shot clock's off. Let's just get this thing outside and shoot free throws, making the play there. I thought he did everything really, really at a high level. And even though he didn't score in the fourth quarter, they're not in this game unless he does what he does earlier. 17 points in the first half. Charlotte could have been down 20 had Kelly Oubre Jr. not had the first half he did. In the third quarter, he had 11 of his 28 really turned things around. Again, I think the bench came in and made major contributions, but they don't have a chance to unless Kelly Oubre Jr. does what he does. Excellent, excellent pick. For my pick, I'm actually going to go with one of those bench players, and even though Terry Rozier had another strong game scoring-wise, 22 points, P.J. Washington had clutch baskets in the fourth quarter. The foul trouble for P.J. opened up an opportunity for Kai Jones, who's been making steady, strong contributions off the bench, but last night was his biggest game of the season. Russell will drive, gives to Gobert, who goes up, swatted away! Nick Richards, denial, lob, Kai Jones! Oh my goodness! Hornets turn it around, block on one end, dunk on the other, Charlotte by 10. Oh, that's going to be on Sports Center. Forever. I don't know about forever, but it's definitely going to make it tonight. I have to edit myself in Heat post. Of the moment thing. <laughs> It'll be on there for at least a few days. Play of the week, play of the month. It was outstanding. Nick Richards blocking the seven-footer, Rudy Gobert, and then Kai Jones flying for the dunk on the other side. It was exceptional. Kai, just career highs across the board. Nine points, three field goals, three free throws, 12 rebounds. All of those are career highs. Most importantly, what he did in the second half. Not just the the counting stats, but the contributions and what it meant in the moment. He was a plus 11 in the second half, in crunch time, when the Hornets needed him most. He was able to come through. The whole bench did and put together that kind of performance after the game. Head coach Steve Clifford on the contributions from Kai Jones. Yeah, and again, I don't see that he's doing anything that he can't do every night. I mean, you you know what I mean? He's playing to, you know, that his, his real strengths. You know, I mean, he's tough. He's a terrific athlete. He's got a good nose for the ball. And he's playing very smart. I mean, all our coverages and stuff like that, he's doing a really good job with. So we're organized at both ends of the floor when he's in the game. And usually that's a big challenge for younger players. 
Kai Jones really was brilliant. You look at his shot chart, all of his finishes were at the rim. He did take three shots in the game from in the paint. One of them didn't count because it was a foul, so he ended up going to the line. And that ends up being a positive play as well for the Hornets. But I just love his decision-making. He's spreading the floor by making catches on the perimeter, but being judicious about when he wants to shoot it, when he doesn't. You know, he has knocked down a three in a game so far this season. It's not like it would be the first time, but he is making the most of his opportunities just by making smart, quick decisions out there on the floor and cashing him in. So nine points, 12 rebounds, career high night for Kai Jones. And I still definitely think the best is yet to come, but he was big last night for Buzz City. Couldn't agree more. I mean, the guy was, he's just a ball of energy coming off the bench. That's what it feels like. And, you know, Sam Perley and I talked about it a couple of podcasts ago after one of the games where maybe either the first or the second time we saw Kai Jones get some meaningful minutes in the second quarter in the last handful of games. And I thought it was worth bringing up because it's a guy that a lot of people have wanted to see more of. We've wanted to see what Kai's capable of. And just because of the way that he has been able to develop and the way that he's been growing up, he hasn't played a whole lot of organized basketball and he's still relatively new to the game, but he has those God-given gifts, that athleticism, that size, just a freak of nature when it comes to those athletic qualities. So I thought it was worth bringing up and apparently it was because now all of a sudden we got Kai Jones being the first guy coming off the bench here last night because I think one of the other things too was maybe we don't see Kai as early in the game because of PJ Washington getting in foul trouble, but he was able to take advantage of it. He was able to fill the void because before the game last night, I thought maybe it was one of those games that was primed for JT Thor to get a lot of playing time just because of the way that the rotation was with Kelly having to move to the two because Gordon Hayward was out. Jalen McDaniels was in the starting lineup at the three I thought maybe this was a chance for JT Thor to really get a lot of action he ended up not even playing at all but Kai Jones with a really 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 solid 28 minutes out there on the floor he did not look out of place that's for sure no not in the slightest a tip of the cap as well to Teo Maladon 14 points seven rebounds three assists only one turnover strong strong play from him James Booknight eight points all in the second half knocking down a couple of big threes obviously one by two so you needed every single bucket that was contributed by James Booknight. He was big. He got going there. And Nick Richards, offensively, not a lot of opportunity for him. But when you look at the box screen, see, well, he went one for two. He wasn't forcing things. He's taking what the defense gives him, much like Kai Jones does or did last night. And that's the example you want to set. There are some players who, if you have open looks, if you have closed looks, you're Terry Rozier's, you want that guy shooting the ball. Other players, you want the opportunity to be there. And if the opposition takes it away from you, that means they're opening it up for someone else and Nick Richards and Kai Jones and several others I thought did a really good job of identifying what was there what wasn't and making the right reads Hornets get a big big win 110 to 108 over the Minnesota Timberwolves what does it mean well it's back-to-back victory so a little momentum here for the Hornets it's only the third time this season that Charlotte's won with two out of their big three, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and Terry Rozier on the bench. That's now in 12 opportunities. So these there's been way too many games for anyone's liking with that many injured players, but the Hornets getting a huge, huge victory despite those circumstances. And in terms of the standings, it means the Hornets are now four games out of a top 10 position, roughly five games out of a top six position. So the margin's not that much right now. I, I understand the Hornets are still fairly buried in the standings at 6-14, but 
really, it could have been worse. Not so much from a record standpoint. I think the Hornets are wishing a couple of those games. They had gotten one more break their way, and they'd have a little better record. But for as rough as a stretch as it's been record-wise, Hornets could easily, right now, be six out of a top ten position. To be only four away, that's key here for the Hornets, because when they do get healthy, that belief still exists that they can get hot and really turn this thing around in a hurry. We'll talk more about the win and about maybe a slight X factor there for the Hornets in getting this W on Black Friday. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Buzz City, it's time to bring the Hive alive once again. Individual tickets and season ticket plans for the 2022-2023 season are now on sale. Be here on Friday, December 2nd, as your Hornets return home to face the Washington Wizards in a Southeast Division showdown. Tip time is set for 7 p.m. at Spectrum Center. Secure your seats now at Hornets.com or through the Hornets mobile app. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, wrapping up a post-game edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets, a big win over Minnesota, 110-108. to Charlotte getting a W in a game where they were shorthanded again. No Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo Ball, as well as missing Cody Martin and Dennis Smith Jr. They were playing a Minnesota team that was basically at full strength. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, all of them all-star caliber players who were all healthy and all scored in double figures. They had all their pieces there and were on a five-game win streak, and Charlotte just went out and beat them in the second half. Rob, we talk a lot about X-Factors, and there's one phrase that comes up. I think it's more superstition than a a real thing, but the the phrase is, look good, play good. Hornets debuted their City Edition uniforms last night. The black unis, CLT, and gold across the chest. The gold and mint pinstripes. And uh, I think look good, play good comes in as a factor. Kelly Oubre Jr. after the game talking to Valley Sports Southeast seemed to like the new uniforms. Hey, these fly, man. I love these right here. We need to play these every night. If they end up winning you the game, the Hornets might make that petition. Charlotte getting the W in the City Edition uniform debut. Your thoughts? Is there something to the look good, play good mantra? Full disclosure, this segment was Sam's idea and not mine. I'm just saying. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know. I'm superstitious. I used to be superstitious when I played high school football back in the day. I always made sure I ate the same meal before every day. I had the same routine before the game and all that stuff. But maybe there's something to it, because I think if I can recall off the top of my head, I want to say the last two seasons that at least we've been here in the City Edition jerseys have been very prevalent and very flashy, and we've loved both versions of them. I think the Hornets do at least have around a 500, maybe even a winning record in those jerseys. You're the numbers guy here. I thought maybe you were going to go back into the rabbit hole and take a look back and see what the record was with the City Edition jerseys for the last two seasons. Look, I know they're 1-0 in these City Edition jerseys, so that's, I'm, I'm going to take pretty- good average. Again, there's some things that are superstition. Some things are reality. Kelly Oubre Jr. after the game, in addition to talking about the uniforms, talked about what it takes to win. I don't think the jerseys are in this answer. We just got to continue to learn. I think that, you know, now it's time for us to put the right step forward and learn from our losses and our mistakes and, you know, learn how to win. And the more you win, the more you can continue to just um, do the the same things that you did to win the, the game before. So, you know, that's definitely something that we have to be very mindful of. You know, we can't slack because we know what it takes to win. We know what to do to win the games, and we got to bring that for 48 minutes every night. 
There's Kelly Oubre Jr. on some of the intangibles, what it takes to win here for the Hornets. Uh, we talked about the uh, City Edition uniforms making their debut in a victory. Also, the City Edition line of clothing as a whole has been available now at the team store for at least 24 hours or whenever you're listening to this podcast. One piece from that line that I know you're a big fan of is the starter jackets. These things are awesome. They say Buzz City across the chest and black with gold outline. They are that beautiful mint green color. And there were only a thousand and they were only available at the Hornets team store. I took a peek after the game and there were still some available. So if you missed the opportunity to get them on Black Friday at the ball game at Spectrum Center, don't delay. Get on over there as quick as you can because whatever supply is left there, that's it. Only a 1,000 of these cool starter jackets made, and you can get yours today. You can't get Rob Longo's, though. Rob Longo already purchased it. Well, I was going to say, there was a 1,000. I know for a fact there's at least only 999 left. There's but a lot were, less than that. Yeah, they were they were literally selling like hotcakes. I mean, those things are gorgeous. I even tried it on. I made sure I got the right size before I left, but they're pretty. I mean, that's a bad descriptor, especially you know in a game of basketball, but they're gorgeous. I mean, I tried it on. I looked at it in the mirror, and I said, yeah. I think there was even a clip you had on the broadcast yesterday. Yesterday, you said even with your dad bod and your bad jokes, it still made you look pretty decent I, or something I think, like that. Uh, yes. So, I overcame, not to throw you under the bus. No, no, no. I think I overcame my uh, my own, uh, as I said, dad bod and dad jokes. Even I can't look bad in a starter jacket that cool. So go ahead and get yours. Go on over to the team shorts. The only place you can get them. And once they're gone, they're gone. The starter jacket City Edition for the 2022-2023 campaign. One other gift idea here on this shopping holiday weekend, you can buy Hornets tickets for the 2023 portion of the schedule. Games that fall in 2023, full price tickets, not group, not discounted, not resale, you can buy right now fee-free, but only through Monday, only through the end of Cyber Monday. So once 11.59 p.m. expires on Monday. That deal is gone. Get something for the Hornets fan in your life or for yourself. Go ahead and splurge here and get some Hornets tickets for any of the home games in 2023. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Tomorrow, another off day. Charlotte actually, after a a grueling first month of the season, finally has some space here. Maybe that will allow for some players to get back. LaMelo Ball's been warming up. There's no timeline really given for him. I would be a little surprised, quite frankly, uh, if he did recover that quickly, but he is trending in the right direction. Same thing for Dennis Smith Jr. as well. The healthier the Hornets get, the better they'll be off, but we do have an off day for you tomorrow, and we're going to get to sit down and talk with one of the Hornets' young, bright stars. That's first-round pick Mark Williams. He sits down with us for tomorrow's edition of the HHC. Till then, with thanks to Rob Longo, our producer and our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast, and to all of you for tuning in. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow with Hornet Center Mark Williams here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.